0: Good morning. You are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. I hope you all are having a fabulous morning this morning. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Today we have our our friend from Northwestern Mutual, Mr. Brian Ford, will be on the line with us a little while later. Um, But we are and we're finishing our... Um, Road to Retirement segment. So we started that back in the fall, um, talking about um, planning for retirement, depending upon where you were in, in life by your age. So if you were in your 20s, your teens and 20s, your 30s, um, and today we're going to talk about being in your 40s and 50s and starting your plan for retirement. Um, sounds daunting, but trust me, it's not as bad as it sounds. It can, it can happen. It can be a thing all righty but before we get started as always we do our shout outs. shout outs to my number one fan hey mom i hope you are having a fantastic magnificent morning this morning shout out to family in norfolk virginia virginia beach virginia houston texas fort campbell kentucky charlotte north carolina ladson south carolina macon georgia pensacola florida center alabama chesapeake virginia Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Centerville, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, San Antonio, Texas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Greenwood, Mississippi, Belize City, Belize, Baltimore, Maryland, Las Vegas, Nevada, Memphis, Tennessee, Columbus, Georgia, Hampton, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Woodridge, Virginia, Nor- uh, Oxford, North Carolina, excuse me, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Hobbs, New Mexico, College Park, Georgia, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, Temecula, California, Newport News, Virginia, Lesby, Maryland, and Opelika, Alabama. As always, you can shout out your city or get a, get a shout out for your city if you tell me where you are listening from. We are broadcasting live from our studios in Atlanta, WWE, Real 1100 AM. Uh, you can stream this show on www.real1100.com or you can watch us live on Facebook on our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we are streaming live now. Alrighty, you can also catch the rebroadcast as this is uh, broadcasting live through our Facebook. Um, you can watch our Facebook uh, anytime you want. You can also find us on YouTube. Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa is our channel. We are a proud part of the Old Fashioned Health Network. And also a part of the 22.3 TakeOver Vegas radio family. So this show broadcasts here from Atlanta on WWE Real 1100 AM every Thursday at 11 AM. And we broadcast on 22.3 TakeOver Vegas radio on Sundays at 9 AM Pacific Standard Time, 12 noon uh, Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. So you have two opportunities or at least two, right? Opportunities to catch us. Follow us on our socials. On Facebook, we are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. On Instagram, at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And on Twitter, at Minutes Doctor. Your favorite health and wellness show, this one, has been nominated for several awards. And I found out last week that we won at least one of them. Um, Now, the um, producer of the award show will not tell me which award it is that we've won. Uh, but it's tremendously exciting. So I'll be going out to Las Vegas uh, for this ceremony, which will be held on April 4th. So what do you all think? Should I do like maybe a little live broadcast or maybe a Facebook Live or something like that from the award ceremony? I think I might do that. Just to share that moment with you all because you all made it possible. So here we go. Talking about COVID. It's been a long haul. We're into our third year of dealing with um, with this uh, with this virus. So here we are worldwide. We're at four hundred and twenty six point six million cases that have unfortunately resulted in five point nine million deaths uh, and ten point four billion with a B vaccine doses have been administered worldwide, which is great. In the United States, we're at 77.8 million cases, which have resulted in 928.3 thousand deaths and 534.8 million vaccine doses have been administered. So we gotta keep, you know, the fight is not over. COVID is not done. We are making progress, um, but we just have to stay the course a little while longer, I think, before we can say that we truly are on the other side of this pandemic. So in you need to know news, uh, the coronavirus cases continue to decline, which is great news. Um, ICU hospitalizations due to COVID-19 have also fallen about 30% in the past two weeks. Awesome news, right? Because this is what we want to hear, that less people are dying, less people are hospitalized, and less people are infected. This is what we want. Also, in the, on the COVID front, a new vaccine has been developed, um, two actually, uh, one by the company Sanofi and the other by GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, and um, it is showing that there is 100% efficacy or effectiveness against severe disease. Um, of course, you know, this research has not as of yet been peer reviewed. Um, it has not been put forth to the FDA. It may be in process of that. Um, And so it is not approved and not available on market as of yet. But as always, we will keep tabs on the development of that. And once that is available, of course, we'll be reporting it to you. Travel restrictions continue to lift in several countries. So people are trying to get on the other side of this pandemic. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if that is premature or not. We'll see. Right. Um, so several more countries, so I told you all last week that there were about 9 or 10 countries um, around the world that were lifting their um, their restrictions in terms of testing and quarantining once you get there and, and, and the like. And more countries are, are adding their, their names to that roster. So the latest in Europe is the United Kingdom, uh, where they have lifted uh, quarantine restrictions, testing restrictions, um, but I think are still requiring proof of vaccination um, there. But that may be the last thing to to go, right? Um, Also added to the list, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia are opening their borders to tourists, um, but of course, with some restrictions still. I believe Malaysia is adding itself to that list as well, or they will be um, soon. So a lot of countries, the world is opening back up and we'll just have to wait and see um, how that goes and what that means in terms of new infections. You know, will will it result in more COVID infections or spikes in COVID infections? Um, you know, will people get really bad sick again? Will there be a new variant coming out? We'll just have to wait and see. On the healthcare front, however, we do not have good news. So, and there was a report I was reading in the New York Times this morning, um, and that there is a new poll um, where 23%, so almost a quarter of healthcare workers that were surveyed, stated that they are likely to leave the field in the new fu- near future. Um, and near future uh, was designated as within the next five years. So we are looking at um, the potential of a shortage of healthcare workers. And, you know, just so you all know, there is already a shortage of nursing um, all across the country. Um, and so, you know, with this 23 percent, I'm sure that there were um, nurses um, as well as some doctors uh, in that. And so, you know, I don't think that the the. Um, healthcare shortage in terms of its workers, I don't think that that is going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. And of course, we'll have to wait and see what the implications are um, of that shortage. But I can tell you if less people are working, that means there's going to be longer wait times, um, you know, at your entry points into the healthcare system, particularly in the emergency room. Uh, And, you know, there may be delays in terms of diagnosis delays in terms of treatment um, and, you know, bad things will happen as a result of that. So, um, you know, we have got to, strategize um, better about how we keep our healthcare workers in healthcare and all the while groom and grow the next generation of healthcare providers Um, so that way when those of us who are are older and retiring and pivoting and all of those things, um, you know, we can have um, adequate staffing to replace those who are transitioning into other things. That's just my five cents, my little little five cents um, that I have to say about that. Alrighty, this segment has been brought to you by Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, your premier disability consultant service. If you are in need of disability consult services, either for a new application or for appeal, uh, please find them at www.freemanmoremedical.com. This is Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, of your favorite health and wellness radio talk show. And we'll be back after a brief break.
1: Are your pets vaccinations up to date? Just for Pets Wellness Center can help keep your pets protected from fleas, ticks, heartworms, and other nasty bugs with the latest parasite detection and prevention programs available. We offer parasite screening and prevention to the most advanced topical and chewable medications. Using our online pharmacy is affordable, safe, convenient, and provides home delivery. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about InMass.com
2: if you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out.
0: Welcome back. You are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, your favorite health and wellness radio show. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, and today we are continuing our Road to Retirement series with our friend, Mr. Brian Ford at Northwestern Mutual. So this is our last segment. As I said in the beginning of the show, you know, we have um, taken the road Uh, at different stages in life if you're in your 20s and working in your 30s and working um, and what you should be doing um, in terms of preparing for your retirement and so here we are today we're going to talk about you know what if you are starting your retirement plans in your 40s and 50s right Um, because we talk all about you know in your 20s and starting early and um, you know and all of this stuff but for some of us that just isn't isn't a, a thing. And so we're going to talk about the reasons why someone may be starting, um, starting their retirement plan at the mid part of their career or at the end of their career, depending upon how they look at it and, you know, how they can strategize to kind of catch up, if you will, to make sure that they have enough retirement funding. So, you know, again, according to uh, the Employee Benefits Research Institute, of all employees aged 35 to 44 and 34% of employees aged 45 to 54 have less than $1,000 saved for retirement. Now, $1,000, depending on your situation, may be a lot of money, Um, but when you're looking at your retirement, it most certainly is not enough particularly if you plan on living any particular um, stretch of time, but never fear. If you are in your 40s, you can still retire. I did my research. If you're in your 40s, you can still retire with a $1 million retirement nest egg, which I found encouraging And kind of fascinating, like how in the world uh, are you going to do that? Because according to this article that I was reading, if you are in your 40s, like 40, 41, 42, you are right in the middle. So you have just as much time behind you from the completion of your high school studies or high school age as you have in front of you to get to retirement age of 65 is what they, what they put out. Now I know you can retire at 62 and a half, um, but a lot of people are are choosing to hang on in there until 65. So you're kind of right in the middle, right? So it may seem that, you know, I didn't start in my thirties. I did whatever with my money. And now I have a lot of financial regrets about not being ready for retirement, but you can still catch up And so we have on the line, our good friend, Mr. Brian Ford from Northwestern Mutual is going to help us strategize if we are in the midpoint of our, of our um, working life. Mr. Ford. Hey, Hey, good morning. How are you? Fabulous. Good deal. All righty. So we are talking about my age group, people in their 40s. Um, and you know, I, I I will say, you know, as always, I am all about transparency. And so I, I won't say that I was late to my retirement savings to a savings plan. Um, I did start when I was in my late 20s. Um, but due to some situations I had to borrow from that. And so I found myself kind of starting over at a way later age. Um, and so you know, lesson learned from that. So I really was in my 40s when I started very seriously and earnestly um, planning uh, and participating in my retirement plan. So now, why I know why that happened for me, but what are some of the reasons, and I hate to say that people wait until they're in their 40s because it just kind of sounds like people were just goofing off. You know, that's the low-hanging fruit, right? Um, To say that people just haven't given it any thought and now here they are in their forties and they're waking up and having panic modes or whatever about being able to retire. Um, but what are some reasons that you have found that people delay um, or or just not start until they're in their forties?
3: Um, there's quite a few. So one would be um, economic downturns. Mm-hmm. So if you look back at what happened, at like the Great Recession, so you had a lot of people who you know lost jobs know got you know 86 out of their careers maybe had to reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. and so the the turbulence behind that may have put them in positions where they didn't have the bandwidth to have any additional money to put away for retirement
0: right
1: so
3: it could be the the scenario for some people um you know you kind of look at the the medical community as another one to where i mean you essentially spend all of your 20s through formal education and training sure and then you become an attending position in your thirties, you know, late late twenties sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, often with that, you have a lot of medical school debt that you're trying to aggressively pay down. So you may yes. spend a good chunk of your thirties, you know, eradicating the medical school debt. And then you wake up in your forties, like,
0: okay, I have, now I'm I finally haven't saved anything for retirement. My goodness. Yeah.
3: yeah, so that that happens a lot. Of
0: time. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
3: Um, so there, there's a, a lot of things out there that kind of trip people up and then what you mentioned before, you know, I feel like the brain kind of goes through some psychology around this to where it recognizes that you're at the halfway point So where mm-hmm. one day you come up and you realize like the past 20 years have went by really fast.
0: Very fast.
3: And the subsequent, <laughs> years, you're probably also going to go by really fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't want to have to work forever, so I should probably get really serious about doing something about that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now how did since you mentioned economic downturn, I remember and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the the dot com bubble and burst. Mm-hmm. And I remember the was it Enron? Was that the mm-hmm. the thing that a lot of people had invested money and, in, you know, all overnight their retirement accounts went from You know, they were ready and particularly it was scary for people who were right at retirement age. Right. And their retirement accounts lost tremendous amounts of money. And so here they were, you know, thinking, you know, they had done all the right things. Right. And here they were ready and, you know, had a financial nest egg and that nest egg has cracked and is leaking. And there they are, you know. So. Should there be a plan to perhaps continue to work even after retirement? Because, you know, of course, you know, none of us can predict in another economic downturn, right? And so I'm just trying to, to think, how do you, because you can't control the markets, but how do you insulate yourself from something like that happening? Because I'll be honest with you, that is is one of my fears, that I will be right at the age where I'm ready and I put my money away and this and, that and the other and something happens and I don't have enough due to no fault of my own.
3: Sure, uh, that's a very valid and legit concern. And p- part of, and that's just one reason why you would wanna be working with a professional because part of our job is to make sure that we built the infrastructure to be able to absorb economic downturn. Because mm. when, when you look at it, you know, for most people in their lifetimes and their non-working years. So if you're using, you know, 65 as the age of retirement, mm-hmm. the actuarial science says that you probably have, you know, 2 to 3 decades of living to do off of the assets that you put away. Right. Well, that also means that you're probably going to live through three, four, or five like major market corrections throughout your retirement. Hmm. And so we need to make sure that we've prepared you to to kind of weather through that stuff whenever it rears its ugly
0: So for someone who, you know, they're getting it together, they're in their 40s and getting it together, but their budget is just tight. And that's a lot of people, you know, particularly nowadays. Right. With with what we've been through with this pandemic. Would it be worthwhile to get a second job just so that you can dedicate those funds to a retirement
3: yeah, if it's going to be a completely additional stream of income that's just freed up and is not earmarked for anything else, then mm-hmm. that potentially it'd be a great you know buffer if you to uh, create more income to put away.
0: Very good, and so you know in this article that I was referencing earlier, um, you know it's like you can start at forty forty one and still retire with a million dollars by age sixty five. Mm-hmm. Um, by putting away $800 a month. That seems a little bit um, fanciful to me. But, you know, (laughs) this is not what I do for a living. And and so this is why I have you here, right? Um, Because I don't want someone reading that to say, oh, yeah. And then, you know, it doesn't turn out that way. Like, is that a realistic thing, you know, I, to to come up with? Is that a realistic plan? Like, just, because to me, it just doesn't seem like the math would work, but again, I'm not tremendously great at math, so.
3: Yeah, so 800 a month, I mean, some quick math on that, says 9600 annually. Okay. Across, so. So across like eight,
0: 20 or 25 years.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's not a huge, yeah, the, the math on that, is, is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, the, the rate of return would have to be pretty significant. And they, maybe they were alluding to that there's maybe some matching dollars in like a 401k. Okay. That, think, the
0: okay. So theoretically, if you wanted, if you're 40 and you wanted to have a million dollars put away by 65, what should you be aiming for in terms of your, your monthly put out? Like, what should you be setting aside? Just in general.
3: If you want to have a million dollars or something, mm-hmm. or just make sure you have enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I can't do the quick math. Well, like <laughs> oh, 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 I'm thinking of like, rates right, to return is kind of the, the wild card. And so you know, the the market, which we've had, you know, up until this year, the market has been pretty turbulent. So mm-hmm. We've had a great bull run in the market. And so the, the Dow and the S and P, like the Dow across the or the S and P across the past ten years, adjusted for inflation, this yielded right around like twelve percent. But that's just in the ten in the ten-year window. If you stretch it out, and you know, of course the numbers come down a little bit because of the Great Recession and the dot-com bubble. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking regular right return you're probably going to peg right around. If it was aggressive, maybe seven to eight percent tops. So you don't want to go too aggressive on that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: And so a, a good healthy number, and usually for people in their 40s, kind of the, the default is like max out your 401k if you can.
0: Most so certainly. For,
3: for, for this year, that, that number on an annualized basis is twenty five hundred. dollars
0: Okay. And so so we, you can put away 20500 just to make the numbers easy, $21,000. And then in your IRA, what is the max that we can do there?
3: Uh, six, six thousand.
0: Six. I wish they would raise that, cause that just you know six thousand. Like what is that? You know, how is that helping? Like, what is that doing, really? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Alrighty, so we are putting away twenty-seven thousand a year, which seems a little bit more. That that seems a little more reasonable than you know than the ninety-six hundred. You know, based upon this this article's eight hundred dollars a month. Um, And there I am tearing up the studio. I've just turned something over. Hope y'all didn't hear that. Anyway, um, so now strategies if you're in your 40s. So we've talked about maxing out your 401k. um, If you have a company match that you participate in that, perhaps even a second income while you're working to dedicate those funds strictly to your retirement savings. So now, if, if those for those of us who are in our 40s um and you know trying to do all these things should we also plan to work after retirement
3: um, I ideally you don't necessarily want to be obligated to and lo- largely okay. the part um, would, would be due to health reasons so right a, a lot of times what triggers retirement for people is either your own health or the declining health of a
0: spouse.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so if, if that's the case, then, you know, due to circumstances, you may not be able to continue working because of that. Right. And so I, I would say your natural default plan on not being obligated to have to continue working.
0: And what strategies should we employ outside of those things that, that I just mentioned, like what should we be doing right now
3: sure. so, so that I, way we I, can I, be ready? maxing out the 401k, the IRA,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, second job. And so uh, outside of that, we're also uh, fueling retail investment accounts. Okay. So where you're getting those dollars injected into the market as well, so allow them to grow and compound. Um, and, and with that, you know, different from a 401k or an IRA, there's no uh, contribution loans. So you can put as much money as you want into those. And so the second job or other sources of income were significant enough you could just stuff it to the yield and put as much as you can to those
0: got it all righty anything else that we should know about for our for our late bloomers as they were in in retirement
3: um going back to different types of iras you know depending on income level a a Roth IRA could be another attractive option. And and also even inside of the 401k, it's relatively new, but some employers offer a Roth option to their 401k. And what, what makes that so attractive and powerful is the planning around taxes. And so on the traditional 401k, all of the money that you put inside of that, the only time you ever have to pay taxes is on the back end when you're pulling money out of it to produce a paycheck. Okay. And uh, we, no one has a crystal ball to shake up and tell you exactly what the tax environment will be like later. Sure. And and so you, you look at that and say, okay, well, ideally, you don't want to have all of your entire nest egg locked away in something that you have absolutely no control over the tax exposure. And so that's where you know having some of the money inside of the Roth could become pretty attractive because it's the exact opposite: the money in the Roth, you pay no taxes on on the way out.
0: Mm, okay, because those are after-tax contributions. Bingo. Now, okay. Correct. So now, of the of the types of of, of IRAs, so there's Roth and there is
3: traditional IRA, um, rollover IRAs if you're rolling over assets from like an old retirement account, maybe like a four hundred and one k. Okay. Um, in the self-employed world, you have SEP IRAs as well. To where you could get up to $61,000 annually into a SEP IRA, mm-hmm. that, that can be a vehicle that you can use to play some catch up on if you entered the world of entrepreneurship.
0: Okay, and um, so now with the like the traditional and the Roth, so well, I guess my question is can you participate in more than one IRA product? And the limits that apply, do they apply only to that product? So let's say if I wanted to do a Roth and I wanted to do a traditional and 6,000 is the max, is 6,000 the max for each of those vehicles or is it just six, period, across the board?
3: It, unfortunately, it's six total. Got it. So you, you could open up both, but maybe you decide to split it down the middle and do three into a traditional and three into a Roth. Okay. I don't like to put six into
0: each one. Okay. And is there any advantage to, to splitting it down the middle? Or, because it seems to me if you're looking at, and again, not great at math, but if you're looking at the, the rate of return, that if your initial investment is more than that rate of return, no matter what that rate is, then the return is going to be more. So, for example, you'll make more money off of $6,000 than you would off of three but is there any advantage to splitting between the two?
3: Um, from a, a tax diversification planning advantage point, it could be. So let's say if you're employed, but maybe your company does not offer a 401k. Okay. And, you know, depending on your, your thoughts and philosophies around taxes, you're like, hey, I want to arrive at retirement with money in each vehicle just to kind of navigate tax planning. If you will, then maybe it could make sense. For most people who do have access to a 401k, and if your income allows you to, logically you probably do want to put the money into a raw, because you already have a block of money sitting in the pre-tax money that you're going to get taxed on.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Did y'all catch that? So I'm, I'm trying to help y'all with y'all's taxes too. So there we go. So that way we can grow rich That's because that's what we want to do. That is what we indeed need to do. All righty. Mr. Ford, as we close out this segment, let's just give kind of a wrap up for all of our future retirees of, you know, what we should all be doing, no matter what your age.
3: Um. I mean, it, really, which we've kind of touched on this with some of the other stuff is mean, really just starting where you're at, regardless of how much you can start putting away mm-hmm. and, and extremely disciplined and consistent with doing it, you know, over, over a period of time. And that's really where the magic in a lot of this stuff is. is un- unfortunately, you know, people will start saving for a period of time and then, for whatever reason, they may stop. And that that's partly why 401ks are so powerful, is because it's a forced savings mechanism to where before you ever receive money, it's already taken away from you. It's put inside put the account. And so I, I just encourage everyone to be very habitual and systematized around how you're saving your money. And it, it'll pay a lot of dividends to be consistent around it.
0: And also taking advantage of time because, you know, if you're in your 40s, you know, you do have 20, 25 years, which is not a, you know, that's, it goes fast, but it's, you know, that's a significant amount of time that your money can work for you. Um, but, yeah. you know, at some point you got to get started. Absolutely. All righty. Thank you so much. This has been, this has been great. And I hope that it has been helpful uh, to our listeners there, no matter where they are in life. Um, to uh, I hope that they have been encouraged and informed um, that you know you can start late and and catch up and and still be okay that all hope is not lost if you didn't have it together in your 20s as most of us did not and do not alrighty I look forward to next month we'll have to decide what we we will talk about Um, Mr. Brian Ford from Northwestern Mutual thanks again Mr. Ford bye bye See ya. Alrighty, so you can start late and catch up, and still not have to work till lunch break the day of your funeral. That is a good thing to know. I am reassured myself, and I hope that you all are as well. That was a great, um, a great segment with Mr. Ryan Ford of Northwestern Mutual, and also, um, you know, again, all of the segments of money and medicine are available on our Facebook page and so you can go back at any time that you like and listen and take notes uh, and, and the like there we are going to take a brief break and then we will be back you are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio talk show medical minutes with Dr. Carissa I am your host Dr. Carissa and we'll be right back
1: Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? Compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at wwwjustthenumber 4 petsflvet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. sure to listen to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
2: Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out.
0: song is hilarious and a little bit uh stress inducing right when the first line is i got bills i got to pay it's just like oof, okay you know maybe i'll just go back to bed but the bills will still be there right so again you know when we talk about retirement um you know we talk about um Owning stocks, we've talked about that, right? That only 54% of Americans are investing in the stock market. Um, And depending upon where you enter, um, that can be very, very profitable for you. um, Because again, that's money that you make in your sleep. Um, Because, you know, as the song says, I got bills, I got to pay. So I got to work, work, work. Um, But you know, we want to enjoy life as well. Um, so, you know, you want to consider, um, again, as Mr. Brian Ford mentioned, about maxing out your 401k if you have a job that does do an employee match. Participate in, even in, at the minimum, participate um, and take advantage of that matching because that's free money. And who doesn't like free money, right? Um you also want to consider uh, supplemental streams of income. Um, so, of course, investing is is one of those is one of those ways. Rental income um, is is one of those ways as well. Um, I am still holding on to my fantasy of winning the lottery, um, even though I don't play. But you know, that's a minor detail, right? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I do play every now and again, but not not tremendously. Um, not, and not with any kind of regularity there, because that to me is just giving away money, uh, and with the, the chance of, of little, um, little return, if you ask me. So you want to invest, uh, you want to, um, come up with other streams of income, um, having a second job, is a great way of increasing your income, and if you are putting that money into investments um, or even into your retirement, there may be some tax savings there. So, you know, I I know you, some of you all are like, well, if I if I work more, then I will have to pay more in taxes, and that is not necessarily uh, true. And that is why uh, having a tax professional as well as a wealth advisor um, such as our friends at Northwestern Mutual is so, so important um, because they, this is what they do. They know how to um, make your money work smarter um, because I most certainly do not. But I will say I have learned um, quite a bit and there is, you know, there's a lot to learn there so when we talk about our financial self-care right that we are talking about spending less and coming up with a spending plan which is still my favorite phrase as opposed to saying budget which just makes me sad um you want to develop good money habits right you want to and you need a coach for that sometimes right um, you want to change into a money mindset, right? And, you know, as we talked about in our self-care series, um, that your mindset is so important. And so, you know, I, I saw something about the millionaire mindset. I think it's a book, and so I'm going to go and find that um, because I definitely need to, to work on improving that muscle uh, myself, So, you know, you want to look at your opportunity dollars, right? Where can you save? Uh, Where can you have matching funds? Where can you get additional funds? Um, Consider entrepreneurship because there are definitely um, lots of tax benefits to working for yourself. Um, Now, of course, working for yourself may not be the way that you pay all of your bills, um, but definitely um, can help you in terms of retirement because if you are self-employed, Mr. Ford said, um, you can contribute up to $60,000 a year um, towards your own retirement if you are in the self-employed plan. Um, And so definitely if you're starting later in life and you can put a tremendous, you know, tremendously more, um, you know, amount into your retirement, you most certainly um, can can catch up and perhaps even um, exceed there. So, you know, and another thing, too, when we talked about um, talking about money is talking to our children about money. Um, You know, I don't know that you necessarily want to um, want to share all of the the nooks and crannies about your financial plan and your financial details of your home, um, but you definitely should start to teach your children because all of the things that all of the mistakes that you may have encountered um, by having an honest and earnest conversation with your children, you can help them to avoid those pitfalls there you know and i I will say um you know just practicing what i preach you know i have conversations with my daughter about money and she is infinitely better already um about money than i was at that age so that is what we have for today we are going to take another um, brief break and we'll be back to wrap up the show you are listening to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Dr. I excuse me, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, and we'll be right back after a brief break.
1: Are you looking for compassionate, knowledgeable, and affordable pet care? then Just for Pets Wellness Center is just right for you. We are located in the Bella Rosa Shopping Plaza at 8911 Daniels Parkway, Suite 7 in Fort Myers, Florida. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays by appointment. Call us today at 239-270-5721 or visit us at wwwjust 4 petsflvet And we're on Facebook and Instagram, too.
2: Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960. Or email us at OldFashionedHealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at OldFashionedHealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We just finished up our Road to Retirement series uh, with our friend, uh, Mr. Brian Ford from Northwestern Mutual. Uh, And so we're going to wrap up our show today um, and wrap up. Heart Month. Happy Heart Month. I hope you all um, are doing all that you can to take good care of your hearts Um, because, you know, I did a a talk this weekend, and and one of my colleagues said something that was just so profound, and I find myself that I'm I'm listening more and trying to be attuned more uh, to what I'm hearing, and she said, my heart doesn't just belong to me. You know, because we were all talking about how you can get yourself together, um, you know, from a heart standpoint or a health standpoint. Um, but your heart doesn't belong to just you. It belongs to you and to everyone that you touch in your daily walk and to everyone that loves you. Right. And so, you know, I encourage you all to to take those steps uh, to have healthier hearts uh, and to keep those hearts beating beating well. So our vitamin C today is about ambition. I can remember being a kid, right? And when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would tell them very proudly and very confidently that I wanted to be a doctor. And that did come true, right? Which is great. And back then, I remember that everybody that I told that to, they were all just so happy and encouraging, um, you know, either in their words or and or in their actions. Um, because of course, you know, no one becomes anything really, um, without the support of, of many, many invisible and visible hands um, there, right. But I noticed that at a certain point in life, Um, In my life, speaking of my ambitions was met with a different response, right? With a different energy. Um, And, you know, and I know that there there are many people out there who who can attest to this as well. So at some point, I'll share this story. So I was in college and I was working as a nurse's aide um, at a local hospital. And, you know, everybody knew that I was pre-med and um, one of the nurses there, you know, she had, I guess she was new to me or new to her, I was new to her or whatever. And she asked, you know, so, you know, what are you studying and, you know, what do you want to do with that? And I said, you know, I'm studying chemistry and I'm pre-med and, you know, I want to go to medical school, want to be a doctor. And she looked at me and she was just like, well, why do you want to go to med school? What are you going to do? You know? And it kind of set me, you know, it put me back, right? Because I had never had any kind of a negative reaction to telling someone, you know, what my ambition was, right? And, you know, many years later, so, I, you know, I kind of kept that in the back of my head that, you know, not everybody is going to root for you, right? And and unfortunately, many, many years later, I met that same nurse again, Um, But she didn't remember that she had met me and she didn't remember what she had said to me. And I didn't bother to point it out to her um, as well, because at that point it it didn't matter. You know, I had been um, I was about to graduate from med school, actually, um, at that point. Um, And so, you know, her words obviously didn't have much effect. Um, But I know that a lot of people don't share what their ambitions are because they are afraid of being met with negativism uh, and, and discouragement, right? And so we kind of keep our ambitions to ourselves or we share them um, within a small circle and it just stays within that circle and it doesn't go um, anywhere. Um, and, you know, and I think sometimes that we, because of the potential for for those types of interactions we tend to retreat from sharing what our ambitions are and and in some cases we may even retreat from the ambition in and of itself right because somebody can get into your head and the next thing you know that's your self-talk um you know that why why do I want to go to med school why do I want to be a doctor maybe I shouldn't be you know all of those things can happen and so you know even now, um, you know, when I, I share what my ambitions are, um, and of course, you know, my ambitions have continued um, to grow and to change as I have grown and changed. And, and even now, sometimes I, I come across people who will be like, you know, you, you know, you like to do the most and, you know, aren't you satisfied and isn't it enough to be whatever, No, it's not. Maybe it would be for you, um, but it isn't for me. And I guess, you know, like the kids say, haters going to hate. I guess that that really is true, right? That that's what's going on. But I came across a quote today as I was thinking about our, our vitamin C and it goes, don't be afraid to be ambitious about your goals. Hard work never stops. Neither should your dreams and this was from Mr. Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson. And that's what I'm leaving y'all with today. Haters going to hate. Dreamers going to dream. So you got to keep plugging for yours and and ignore all of the negative. And share your ambition, right? Because you never know when you are when you're talking to someone, you never know how they may be able to positively impact that ambition. You just never know. At any rate, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me on my favorite hour of the week. I look forward to seeing you all next week here in the same same place, same time. Uh, And until we meet again, be good to yourself, be good to each other. Take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week.